Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. It's podcast time again. And I mean, if you were paying attention, yes, that means we cranked out a kid. And, uh, you know, I was doing the heavy lifting there. You know, I mean, I helped too. (sighs) It's hard out here for guys, you know, thanks for getting (laughs) it done. You know, Gina, it's a man's world. Yeah. You get hungry out there, and there's nobody to feed you, you know? Like, if you've seen Pleasantville, it's very much like William H. Macy. You're like, where's my dinner? (laughs) What do you mean you're sore and tired of, you know, giving birth and whatever? I'm hungry, you know? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of that going on. So what have you been eating? I had to learn how to cook. (laughs) (laughs) What do you cook? Uh, I mean, stuff. You know, so let's... I guess we can just order this show a little bit, right? Um, do we want to get into baby stuff first or like what I've been doing? Yeah. Let's get into what you've been doing first. Right, okay. So I need a laugh. So Let's do the light yeah. inconsequential <laughs> we cranked stuff that, first. We cranked out a kid, yeah. So there's, there's that. Um, you know, like from a dad's perspective and the dad there, right? Like, I mean, honestly, I try to be you know, supportive, like cranking out the kid. You got to, you can do it, hun. You know, all that stuff, right? You can't. <laughs> You, you, you want a pillow? Whatever. You know what I mean? Just that stuff. You got to be doing that stuff. So I was there. It's my third time doing going through this. So I was a kid. He had something to say. I think that was mm-hmm. it. Um, Stay tuned. Yeah. So then, you know, like, so I did that stuff. You know, I, I felt like I did a pretty solid job. I don't know, Gina, how did I do this time? You did a good job. Yeah. A yeah. great job. All the, you know, nurses, midwives, doulas, associated people. It's it really is like like you're a fancy musician, right? Like if you're a mom. There's like there's a posse there. There's Your whole entourage. Hangers on. There's like she's in charge of holding that pill. She's in charge of holding my leg. This person's in charge of just getting water. You know, whatever it is. You know, you just kinda command people. It's very much like that, right? So I'm just one of the crew. You know, I gotta get my hand squeezed, whatever. Um, but you know, going into this time, you know, again, learning from the past couple, I was like, all right, we gotta, you know, I got, I'm gonna have to cook a little bit more. So I did watch, uh, like Alton Brown's, like, uh, was it, what is it? Good Eats. Good Eats. Good Eats Reloaded. It's on Fubo. That's some, uh, that's such a nerdy way to prepare for cooking. (laughs) It was, I mean, the thing is like, I didn't. It was more like it was the convenient one. It's like one. Bill Nye does food. I mean, it yeah. is a little bit. It does appeal to my nerdiness <laughs> side. Uh, but it was not, it was less that. It was, you know, it was kind of like, well, I just got to get in a mood for cooking. I just needed something, right? You know. Yeah. Uh, and I was browsing Fubo, and it's like cooking shows. There's this one. There's like other ones. I don't want to see Bobby Flay beat anybody. You know, Bobby Flay, you know, attacks whoever, whatever it's show. called. Uh, Bobby Flay beats your ass with a frying pan. I don't need that. So I was like, all right, just whatever. He's just going to cook stuff. You know, kind of gets you in the mode, whatever. Um, and so I was, I've been doing that. I had to declare to, like, people around. I was like, look, I don't know how mom does it exactly, like what you expect from mom. But I'm running the show now. It's dad's show. So, <laughs> so just, you know, like breakfast may take a little longer. It may look a little different, you know. Maybe your <laughs> eggs are this way now they're gonna be that way and that's just it okay you just gonna have to deal with it how did uh, they deal with it uh well i mean you know our kid is a she's a flatterer she's like dad you're the best dad and this is the best <laughs> breakfast ever so i know she's full of shit but also <laughs> you like it it does feel good to hear a little bit i mean, <laughs> I mean you've done a little bit of that right gina yeah you're the best mom ever thanks yeah, so you're much a genius mom like, yeah, well, I'm pretty, yeah, I'm I am. <laughs> Finally, somebody recognizes. Uh, so there's a little bit of that, and um, you know, 
So I've been doing breakfast, lunch, another role reversal here, ladies and gentlemen. Usually I'm like, yeah, is there any, any more little seconds, right? Let me get some of that. Uh, and Gina's like, ah, I'll get the half portion, uh, you know, whatever, quarter portion. Won't even eat all the whatever, the meat. There's be like, there's lots of meat on the bone, like literally. Uh, now uh, there's just a devourer of food and everything right now, right? Yeah, everything tastes amazing. Yeah, and I can't get enough. Like she, like so, I wake up, make breakfast for them. Pretty much when I used to wake up for work, right? And I just get up, go make breakfast, get the kids up. Uh, as a side note, it's fun. It's been a great time hanging out with them, just one on one. You know, instead of being in meetings and doing work, get to hang out with my kids. It's amazing. Um, but so I'm making breakfast, and then you know I give Gina her portion, whatever it is, right? Some eggs, you know, toast, whatever it is, right? And then she's like, yeah, you know, is there anything else? I'm like, okay, let me give her a second one. Um, and my kid was like, is this for mom? I was like, yeah. She's like, why is she just eating so much? Uh, <laughs> and so anyway, she's, she's been helpful. She's been taking up the food, being a delivery person. has been great. Yeah. But, you know, I come to find out that when I wake up and make breakfast, that's too late for you. You're, you're yeah, that's, on that's second actually, breakfast. That's brunch for yeah. me. I yeah. already had breakfast. She does first breakfast, two hours before then that. my breakfast, and then she gets a second breakfast. And then there's lunch, then there's snack, and then there's like pre-dinner, and then there's dinner, yeah. then there's seconds. And there's a midnight snack. And then there's a, some cereal in the middle of the night. <laughs> and then, you know, which is not Hobbit unlike. The style, the Hobbit diet. Yeah. yeah not unlike the kid, because he pretty much just wakes up. And he's like, eats, ready to eat, you know. And then, then he poops, and then he sleeps. And works up an appetite. Then he wakes up again. Yeah. He's like, yo, I'm hungry. It, he has gained all the, you know, babies are born, they lose some weight, and then they gain it. That's the goal is to try to get him back to their birth weight. He's exceeded that. Yep. He didn't even just reach it. He reached it and went beyond. So, yeah, the he's guy's killing eating. it. Yeah, <laughs> good job, y'all. I guess. <laughs> Go team. Uh, well, I don't know. So G- I guess Gina's the, you know, yeah, you're a little, yeah, finger on the scale because you're always hungry. And I mean, you admitted that ho- the hospital eggs tasted good, which, you know, it tells you. Best jello I ever ate. <laughs> Best eggs in a hospital I ever <laughs> ate. Uh, yeah, that hospital food was amazing. I mean, yeah, I didn't sleep for like a good 25 hours, 28 hours maybe. Uh, and if I did get to sleep in there, it was like maybe a couple hours. So yeah. That first, and I didn't really eat anything either. That first meal was delish. It was like hospital food. I, it was, you know, I was just kind of standing there. in. The, I was like falling asleep on an uncomfortable chair, like, you know, leaning against the wall. I was that tired. You know, so that's, when you're that tired and that hungry, yes, you know, the hospital menu, even that is delicious. I mean, so, but like later on in the week now, it's been a week plus. Yeah, nine days. Where do you rank my cooking, honey? Has it been good? It's been good. There you go. It, there you a go. little undersalted, if anything. But no. <laughs> but these last couple meals, you've really you've stepped it up, and they've actually been pretty amazing. Yeah, so you go pretty amazing. Nice. So that's, that's, yeah, that's a huge like. If you are able somehow to go back in time many years and find a podcast that doesn't exist. <laughs> There, there was a time where we talked about Adam cooking, <laughs> and it amounted to making to a bowl of cereal. 
Well, and so this guy, no, this is the guy that doesn't even order his own food when we go out to eat. Like, well, Gina again, had to order so for him. We talked about it. See, you, it's long, not like this. Long, long way. There's two things about it, right? One, I've been oppressed, right? And I've been locked uh-huh. in a cage. And this has always uh-huh. been there. Uh, Gina is a controlling monster. I don't uh-huh. know if you know. You've never met her. Uh-huh. She wants things her way. She kicked me out of the kitchen like multiple times. Like, you're doing it wrong. Like, you're cutting those too slow. Get out. And so, you know, I have the it, tables are turned, right? Like, she can't do anything because she's feeding the kid or she doesn't want, you know, it's just time for me to do it. So mm-hmm. she's like, can I help him? I was like, no, get out of here, you know? I got it. I'm doing it. And I said, I'm very rusty. still cutting it wrong, but yeah. it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I said before, like, you know, like, I haven't had to. Going in to, like, you know, uh, high school and whatever, I was like, you know, I'm kind of, entering that time where I'm going to have to cook for myself eventually, right? So I started, you know, like, what could, what are Dabbling. some staples? Like, what can I do? You know, like, I, you know, I kind of watch my mom make some food, Mac watch my dad cheese. make some food. Well, I mean, yeah, Plastic those are flakes. those are the easy ones, right? Like, you just, I'll noodles. open a can of whatever, pour it into the pan, and then eat it, right? That's just, you know, like beans. That's pretty, pretty simple <laughs> stuff, right? It's like, if you can't do that, then I don't, you know, you're not really a functioning adult. But, like beyond that, like a, like a meal, like could I make, um, you know, rice and beans that my mom made, make some tortillas? I could do that, you know. I tried my hand here and there. I could do it. I could build it up, right? I could work on those. I wouldn't go hungry as I tried another dish and maybe burnt it. You know what I mean, like that was my plan going in. Mm-hmm. But I said Gina's control. She's a controlling kind of guy. So when we we met too soon. Yeah, and know? so she won. We just had it, it is easy. Jane's fault. She it's enjoys yeah. cooking, it's right? All me. And two, she's very picky, right? She's, if it comes down to it, there you go. If it comes down to it, she's the one. It's like very uh, when Harry met Sally. She's like, I want my eggs over here. Put this on the side, nothing like this. And eh, that's me. You know, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. It's fine. I'll I'll try it. And so when it comes down to like, are we gonna order something on the menu? Well, I don't really, I don't have any thought. I would just literally just pick something like "Ah, number three. Sure, sounds good. But Gina's like, mm, do I want to eat that? I have to think about it. Do I want a bacon, you know, McMuffin or whatever? It's. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, look, how about whenever you decide, you just pick me something. And that's fine, right? <laughs> Simplify the ordering process. <laughs> because she's going through a long, convoluted one. And, you know, like if it's just me going up there, I'm like, yeah, then number two. And then I'll just wait and look at Gina. And she's going like, hmm. I don't even know if I want to be at this restaurant. I'm just like, God. All right. So there's a lot of it just like, look, whenever you're ready, just tell them, just pick something and it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Is that not this true? Is... Oh, yeah. I mean, is it not true? <laughs> it's a little true. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a this little the, exaggerated. The oh, yeah. first <laughs> I've heard this story, it feels like a story that Adam's been constructing over about no, 10 years. Right? I mean, and that's literally. He was ready. So it, that's the great part about having kids because, like, our kids, some, you know, they're a little picky sometimes, and it's funny to watch Gina get frustrated. When I just am like, oh, whatever. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Well, There's you're like, welcome. Mm, I don't want I this. I prepared. Yeah. That. Well, you know, so I'm prepared for finicky eaters, whatever. It's like me and the dog. We're the only ones that just, you know, grab it, put it on a plate, we'll eat it. Yeah. It's fine. Um, so, sure. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did. So I have been like kind of, you know, we get the New York Times. This is how we're highfalutin. It's like my friend said, oh, you get the paper paper. Fancy. <laughs> uh, 
it's you know recent choice. But anyway, so they have the section right, like what to cook this week. Been kind of doing that, and I like to browse it for ideas. Like, hey, this looks good, Gina. Can you make that? Right? You know, maybe you try to make that. So I've gotten like. <laughs> There was one dish, it was like chicken thighs with grapes and shallots. And I was like trying to get her to make it. You know, I was more like, like say, hey, this looks good, right? You want to make that? You know, and what did you, you told me yesterday, what did you say about it? Yeah, it was like grapes. <laughs> Hot grapes. It was like a, you know, like a one pan kind of dish. You roast yeah. it and I, it just sounded weird and boring. And I was like, no, thanks. It sounded weird when he so said it just now to me. Too. Yeah. Well, so I made it. So I made it. And it was delicious. It, it was amazing. Yeah. It was great. She like bullied the kid. I did not expect that. The kid was trying to eat her chicken. She was like, get out of here. Mama's hungry. And she was <laughs> Now, you know, the kids, it was one of those. They're like, oh, I don't want no chicken. I just want the grapes or whatever. And so there's leftovers. We, we both enjoyed it. We ate it. all that. It was good. It was, it was good. One. But it was also probably the best thing I ever made. And I was just like, yeah. this is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Don't disagree with that. I made, so, you know, my point is that I was just kind of looking at some recipes on there. And I made what else? Like we kind of made the, well, so I made like white miso, except I didn't have no miso. So I just made it with soy sauce. But it was like <laughs> the cannellini, like salad. That was good. Yep, that was good. Um, And then today we, we did like what? Like a barbecue salmon. Barbecue salmon with roasted broccoli that was good that was good you liked the broccoli more than i did yeah yeah but you make your own barbecue sauce with it right you kind of you kind of baste the the salmon all that was good and then um and then like as a side these there was like a separate thing but we kind of kind of transformed it into its own like a little side it's pan fried noodles egg noodles like hong kong noodles that was good didn't have like the scallions to go with it. He's but overachieving now. It just mm-hmm. it, it's a little it, bit. It quickly went from I can probably do spaghetti to just like. Well, very fancy. We were joking. It was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, pan roasted. Ca- I was texting my. And now everybody's gonna be disappointed when well, yeah, we switch back. Yeah, when like. I'm like, here's here's canned beans. <laughs> I got those canned beans ready to go. <laughs> canned corn. Mom, where's it? the garnish? Dad's plate is much more advanced. So, I, well, it is funny because I think that's what my my kid said. You know, she's he said she's one a flatterer, but two, she's just you know she gives live commentary on everything. Now uh, I gave her some breakfast, right? You know what. Uh, I forget whatever what she had, but then she also had like yogurt, right? Gave her some yogurt, a little granola on it, and then she was like, "Dad, you're the best. You and Mom are the best breakfast makers ever." Uh, even though your recipes are weird, and I was like, "What recipes?" <laughs> she was like, "Yeah, like you put all this stuff on it," and I was like, "It's literally on the box of granola, <laughs> right there. Is a like yogurt and there's a granola First on top suggestion. of it. Yeah, it just, yeah, it's not weird." Uh, but yeah, I mean, Dave enjoyed it, you know. Roasted up some corn. I think uh, it's good to have a different perspective. And, you know, like I said, if there's any dudes out there and you're in the same predicament as me, you've been locked up in a cage, chained up, you know. <laughs> uh, I mean, Held seri- back, <laughs> seriously, we, we talked about it. I, you know, I have joked on this podcast before, a version of this podcast, but also. I mean, I'm happy. You said I like the Adam roll where this you lay down. Oh and, yeah, and then the food comes I'm, to. You. I now have Adam's job where you <laughs> lay on the couch and browse your phone, and then food shows up. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. I told her I was like, look, up a can of worms. No, dude. Well, well, I said like, I mean, yeah. Why would I ever change you that? Just clear thing? your throat a little bit. Like, oh, I'm so thirsty. <laughs> and then a drink appears. It's. I mean, yeah, it's, it's good. A, 
I know that Jada enjoys cooking, and you know, like you know, it it does seem like a burden sometimes. You're like, oh, you shouldn't do, it. but it is also fun. Like I've been having fun cooking some stuff. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I kind of want to make, because one reason I did the noodle thing is because one of these kids only eats noodles. She doesn't <laughs> want. I'm like, here's some chicken. She's like, ooh, yucky, 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 whatever. So she's just kind of on a noodle kick right now. So I'm like, I have to feed her. So I got to choose something. And she loves the noodles. She loves the pasta. She's walking over there, like, pointing to it, like, I want some of this. So I was like, I need some kind of dish that has that in there, and that'd be great for her. So, you know, like, that's how you're like, how do I solve that problem? And then I sound like Gina doing that. Like, oh, I wanted to make this or whatever. And you're like. Now you understand. Yeah. I also know my part where I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. That sounds good. And I mean, I don't care. (laughs) When is it going to be ready? (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. That's what I've been doing. So you were watching Alton Brown. And I watched one episode. I of was it. watching. I was like watching YouTube videos of people giving birth to get myself ready. <laughs> that's how you psych yourself. <laughs> up. Yes, only <laughs> only positive stories. And that's a that's a thing. You can like seek out positive birth stories. Okay. On YouTube, don't look for the negative stuff that's out there. And if you go, ever need grab. it to cope. Go for it. There's support. But if you're just trying to get yourself mentally prepared, look for the positive stuff. Like the ones where the baby shoots out your chest. Like in it. Uh, yeah, alien. don't, don't, like, don't look ah, for those videos. Ah. Um, so, yeah, I was doing that to prepare. And the I think the last time we podcasted, um, we were like, I was finishing up my last planned week of work and preparing to take a week off just to, you know, walk and get myself really ready and Hmm. finish cleaning the house and stuff like that. And I guess I was so relieved that Friday (laughs) that I was really done with everything I got on my list for work that I woke up Saturday morning. Well, that night I fell asleep on the couch, which was a first because like that last week and a half I had had like crazy insomnia. I couldn't fall asleep until like 2 a.m. But I fell asleep on the couch in the middle of watching something, which was a first. And then Woke up that morning, got up to do dishes, and then I was like, oh, I feel like maybe something's happening. Uh, I just want to note that that's another thing where we kind of flip roles. Usually, we'll watch a show, you'll fall asleep, and I'm like, well, maybe I'll watch another one or I'll watch nothing else. But now, I'm falling asleep, and then you're like... Wide awake? <laughs> yeah, like, oh. And I guess they nobody really knows why that happens, but they speculate, you know, like, it's the woman's body's, like, getting you ready to... <laughs> lose a lot of sleep coming up like let's just start losing sleep now so you know what to expect yeah, that is the dumbest I've, I've heard that reason too and that yeah, is insane like, right makes sense <laughs> like i guess uh, backwards evolution yeah i think we just another note here one thing there's a lot of stuff that happens with women everybody it's well documented at least for me i don't know if this is true or not, but it's happened again right you know like where I, all of a sudden i just become like a supreme just softy like also like also just a little nervous kind of like scared like i'm watching for stuff happening like what's that who's that that guy looks dangerous yeah you know, just obviously it happened a lot with the first kid and i thought well just like first i never really had another kid but then it kind of happened again with the second one like right just you know in the last Before couple the weeks end. i just felt like like i said just a little bit more empathetic a little bit more softer like you were saying like well you got to I think it was something about discipline the kid, and you, she was like, "Man, you're just being really light on her there." And I was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, she's fine. You know, I'm a kid or whatever." You know? Yeah. Conversely, those last 
all the months really <laughs> of the pregnancy. It was about last month and a half. It was for like yeah. I was uh, very low patience yeah. and like no bullshit. Like I couldn't tolerate anything <laughs> from anyone. Like at work, I was like, I don't have time for that. Let's like cut to it. Like we don't have time <laughs> to like be soft about this. Be nice. Get the shit done. Do your job. Whatever. It was like that about everything. And I mean, I think you know, I said this. Those, this is all anecdotal, but it at least happened for me three times. Like I'll just, you know, I was, I was like joking. We're joking because like I was listening to, like I like to Apple Music. I just like try out an album, right? Like what's going on with the music? This one I'll listen to a couple albums, um, and it did like autoplay. Anyway, it got to um, what's his name? I can't remember his name, but it was like it was. It's the is it please stay or something like that. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's um, stay like just stay for a little bit longer that one that one. anyway the point nothing. is Del? <laughs> you, i don't want to sing the it old, I'm gonna old song yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, what's it? Please, I can't. Please stay that one yeah yeah just a little bit longer yeah yeah oh. but 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 better singing though yes well that uh, one at least sounded like a song cuz we well i was trying did. to hurry up and get to it. so the point was that i was looking for I I some something about it. I was like, oh, I wanted to know the the chick's name that sings that part, right, the high part. And then there's a the dude that does the weird part, the high pitched kind of thing. Anyway, looked up the YouTube comments. There was one in there, and she was like, oh yeah, this reminds me of my dad used to sing it to me when I was a kid. I miss, and I I started getting choked up because I started thinking about my daughters again, and I was just like, I mean, even right now at this moment. I could feel the little, <laughs> and it's stupid. It's the stupidest thing. It's just out of nowhere. But you've come a long way because that day you couldn't, no, you couldn't I, read the I, comment. I couldn't continue reading. I couldn't even read it to Gina. I would just kind of just kind of pause. It's like here, just just read it yourself. <laughs> I was it's like, like <clears throat> what does it say? <clears throat> just, read it uh, to you me. Know, she said that. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I, like I said, it's happened to me three times. And you know, like I said, if you want to speculate. It's like, well, maybe the dude's got a little softer because he's got a little baby and you can't be just super gruff anymore. And then maybe the mom's got to get a little tougher because, you know, they got to protect the baby and she'd be like, rah, rah. she's like, you know, ready to defend herself because yeah. she's a little bit weaker. Right? She's going to be given. feel very much like the birds we've been yeah. observing yeah. in our plants. <laughs> yeah. So a little of that happened. It's a, it, it could be scary. You can also see why all these dads, these new dads are like, I got to buy a gun. I gotta buy. I gotta buy a tank. You know, I gotta protect my family. It's a little bit like it, it's natural, right? You just feel like I gotta protect them. Uh, is my life insurance policy? You know, just all the things that you do that are stereotypical dad stuff. I could feel it. Like, and it's funny. Gina was doing the nesting thing. She's, she's like, started cleaning up. She's like, you know, I just started ordering this like a blanket like way too early. And I was like, you just you're feeling a little <laughs> nestation going on. Maybe huh? I knew. He wasn't yeah. going to give me as much time as I thought I had. So all those things, I I feel like acknowledge them, don't fight them, right? Just kind of go into it. You don't need to buy a crib day one if you're out there going to have a new, brand new kid. But, you know, it's all right to kind of lean into it. Also, if you feel a little scared as a dude, I mean, at least for me, that Might be should normal. happen. Yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> you can try to overcompensate or something like that. But it did hit me. I was like, man. I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm just a big softy now. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't have cried if I wanted to. Again, just weird role <laughs> reversal there kind of deal. <laughs> I, 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 I can say that even that I notice even in our like just weekly hour, hour and a half, 
No, no, you're lying. The, change, the, other week, the change. Because it was a couple weeks ago. In really the last trimester. Like, <laughs> she was gruff. Just, she was hard. She was hard. <laughs> it's like everything that we talked about. It was, I didn't mind it. I just thought she was tired. But, but seeing like, I can already tell you're like completely different now. Like today, it feels like, you know. Be. I mean, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I think there, there's a so there's a little bit of that that happens. All right, so I, I did interrupt and kind of made it longer than one, but I just wanted to note that part about about you know switching, changes switching the other roles there. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. So Saturday. Yeah. Uh, the eighth. Um. So yeah, in the morning, I felt like something was happening, and, um. I had been having Braxton Hicks, which they call your like practice contractions. And you can have those like for months. And the more kids you've had, the more you feel them uh, throughout your pregnancy. So it's like totally normal third pregnancy. Like I feel Braxton Hicks all the time. They don't hurt or anything. It's just like your stomach gets really hard. And um, so I was having those that morning and I was like, okay, maybe it's nothing. I'm not sure. Um, But was feeling like, you know, something was a little bit different. And I'd say by, I think it was until like 2 p.m. that I finally started having like a little bit of pain in my back with those contractions. And so then I was like, okay, I know. It's just like you feel the tightening go through to your back muscles. And with both of my previous kids, I had what they call back labor. So I was hoping not to have that again this time, but apparently that's just normal for me. Um, so I was like, okay, I think this is the beginning of that. So I texted my doula a heads up. I think maybe we mentioned on here before that I plan to have a doula to help us out, which is really just like a birth support person. Um, they're not a medical professional, but they're trained to help women in labor, regardless of how they choose to birth. Like they'll help you if you're having a cesarean or whatever. Um, but just be there to give you extra support, um, help get stuff for you or rub your back or offer positions to be in, whatever. So I texted this person, um, gave her a heads up what was going on. And she was like, okay, just keep me posted. You know, we'll see whether it's the real deal or not. And this was, I was only 38 weeks and a few days. So Again, our first two came right around their estimated due date, so I was not expecting to be in labor for another week or week and a half. Um, But still, the signs were coming, and I was like, I never had any prodromal labor with our other two, which is what they call, you know, false labor. You know, you get the signs, but then you don't actually progress. So I was like, you know, if I'm getting the signs, maybe this is the real thing. Um, So I was just keeping her posted throughout the afternoon. They started getting a little closer together. So I was like, let me start timing these, see if it's legit. So I started timing them, and they're like 10 minutes apart. And they typically recommend like, oh, when's it time to go to the hospital or go to the place you're going to give birth? That's when they're like uh, four minutes apart, consistently lasting a minute each for an hour. Then they're like, that's when you should go. So they weren't that close together yet, and there's really no way of knowing how soon um, they're going to get to that point. So just kind of keep tracking them and see what happens. And they quickly jumped by about 5 p.m. to being about six, anywhere from four to six minutes apart. I was like, ooh, okay. But it was still kind of all over the place. It wasn't really consistent pattern to it. So... 
still just monitoring it. It was getting a little more intense as the evening wore on. Um, my water had not broken, which it did with my um, second child. So I'm still like, you know, I don't know for sure. Like nothing, no one's coming out of me just yet for sure, but something's happening. So just just to note there, like there's a lot of stuff that, uh, I mean, like I said, on the, I think what we'll probably do is link to the previous versions of the show where we did like a baby one like brad had one former participant on this show Mm -hmm. uh and then you know we had two previous ones to this one i you know just so you can kind of get an idea i think that one thing that that's very different from like the popular understanding is like it's not water breaks get him to the hospital now because the baby's coming in two minutes like labor is a long time you know so you got to be prepared and Kind of depending on how you go, right? Like you do like a hospital, like where they're planning to give you an epidural and all that other stuff, or like you know, and, and any kind of anesthesia. They're like, <laughs> I was a kid. They're like, don't eat, right? So if you do like a birth center or home labor, that kind of stuff, they're like, eat. And the the thinking is, it's you an intense process. You need the energy, right? So you need to kind of keep it up. You ate for two or th- all three of them. Yeah, all three of them. Did that help you at all? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, with my first, I really couldn't eat when like, I was in labor. Like, I didn't want to. It was yeah, you puked up some yogurt. Yeah. yeah, I was being force fed Greek yogurt, and we've, we've I have eaten never eaten Greek yogurt. yogurt again to this day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Five years later, <laughs> but uh, it could have been the specific choice. But I think it was just you know the way that labor went that I just yeah. had no appetite. Um, but with my second two, um, yeah, yeah, I wanted to eat. It was yeah. I was not forcing myself. I was just like snacking throughout. Yeah. So by that evening, um, it was maybe like 10 p.m. They were getting closer together. But I text, you know, when I last texted my doula, she's like, if you feel like it slows down when you're laying down, maybe you should just take advantage of that. I think she was tired, too. She was like, I'm going to get some sleep before this goes down. <laughs> so she's like, you know, lay down, try to sleep and yeah. then let me know, you know, if, if it gets more intense later. And I was like. Yeah, cool. That's fine. I I should because I hadn't slept, you know, since the previous night. So I laid down and I I wasn't laying down for like longer than 20 minutes. And they immediately got more intense Mm -hmm. and were quickly two to three minutes apart. And I was like, again, if if you go by the hospital advice, it's, you know, four minutes apart. That's time to go. But you know, our goal, my goal is to labor at home as long as possible and then show up at the place I'm birthing, which was a birth center this time, um, as, as advanced as I can be, because I don't want to be there doing this. I want to be almost done by the time I get there. Yeah. And then our specific situation, there's a little bit of a time frame. Like basically once you enter their care, there's like a clock on you. Right. And so, I mean, again, this is kind of advanced, and it's always... The same is true for a hospital. Yeah, yeah. So, like, basically, like, then there's a clock, and it means, like, hey, you've been here for X amount of time, then now we need to take interventions just to reduce their liability. Right. And, you know, and for our specific situation, we wanted to reduce the chances or the, you know, the likelihood of any kind of interventions. Like, anything from, like, we need to give Maybe you this kind of... might be unnecessary. Yeah, to, like, this to speed it up, like Pitocin, that kind of stuff, uh, which, you know, in a lot of Gina's research and Gina, you know, did a lot of the kind of pre-looking at it is like you can it can speed it up and you can be uncomfortable you can get like some kind of basically it's like you know 
rushing your body to <laughs> deliver a baby you're not quite ready for. Yeah, they, they call it the yeah. cascade of interventions. Yeah. You know, like once you get Pitocin, you're more likely to get contractions that are so intense and kind of unnatural that you can't physically handle them. And right. so then you're more likely to ask for an epidural. And then so you're more likely to need, you know, X, Y, Z and, and so on. So, yeah, my goal go all natural. I don't need help unless I need help, right? Yeah. If something's going wrong, by all means. But if everything's okay, I don't want to be messed with. So, um, yeah. Well, they good. Just the, the, I don't, if, again, if you listen to this, you might already have super strong opinions on this, depending on, like, your walk of life. It's, it's like, super um, emotional, I guess. I don't know what it is. But, like, basically... So, like, you talk to a doctor, like, after, like, so what did you have? You had it at a birth center? They basically think that you Can just we went out there? to the woods kind of deal. Well, I mean, you know, just think about, like, the after the first kid or whatever. They just, they, you get that kind of sense. They're like, what are you yeah. doing inside in the woods or something? Very like separate schools yeah. of thought. Yeah, and then, you know. Anyway, so. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt there. Um, yeah, he did, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't mean to derail you. I meant to interject, but yeah. So, uh. 10.30 p.m. <laughs> so the doula's like, okay, I'm on my way. And then by then I'm texting the midwives, heads up to y'all because they have to go to the birth center. You know, they're not there in the middle of the night unless you need them to be. They don't be. live there? They do not live there. So hmm. they're like, okay, we'll head there. Um, but your doula's coming, so she'll probably help you with pain management. You know, they're like, how are you coping so far? I'm like, I mean, I've been fine, but it's, it's intense. But by the time we knew she was driving over, the contractions were like one to three minutes apart. And I'm like, I think it's time we need to go because we have like a 20-minute drive to get to our birth center. Yeah. And so I'm like. There's two things about that. One, that Gina's like, as we knew kind of going to that, like as the more babies you have, like the quicker these things go. Like the idea is like your body's kind of used to it. Yeah. Yeah. So we were like, all right, this is like if last time took eight, this time it's going to take five or six i don't know we just got to be ready to kind of go um i think you have long labors you yeah, yeah this was quicker but yeah i mean it was but, still long that's what I'm saying, is that, <laughs> like, yes we still had to go do that and also there's like you know you want to get to like active labor just all kinds of targets you hit and there's like different signs of what's happening at different points um so um like the other thing about gina is that gina labors well everybody's always surprised because you know, like the you know, you take like birthing class or whatever, and they're like, "Your wife will not be able to talk to you at that point. Yeah. She's not gonna they're care." Like, about how do you hair. know it's time to go? Yeah, because she doesn't care. They about won't her. say anything. But can't you know, get them like to answer a question. Talking the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, she's very unique, and she, you know, you're also like super dilated when you walked into uh, to uh, the for hospital, second. the, se- the yeah. first or second, whatever it was, and yeah. they were like first shocked, too. right? They were like. I didn't know that you could walk at that point. Like that point, the other I guess other women are like, "Ah, oh, this is ridiculous." And Judah's like kind of waddling in. So they were like, <laughs> all those times they were kind of treating her like, "Ah, you're probably beginning." I'm like, "Look, it's not that. She's you know she just handles pain well. I don't know or it doesn't feel. I don't I don't get it." And then they're like, "Oh, they check her and they're like, oh, oh, you're like almost ready to go." And I'm like, "Yeah, I want line." <laughs> Yeah, so. so that's pretty much what happened this time. We, as soon as the doula showed up, we were loading up into the car. She follows us to the birth center, um, and I get there. They check me to see how far along I am because they want to know, you know, kind of what to expect. 
and I was eight centimeters. And so if you don't know, you got to go all the way up to 10. And then at 10, pretty much you can push your baby out. Um, not that simple, but that's yeah. pretty <laughs> basically how it works. So I was like, sweet. I was hoping I was this far along. And so I get in the birthing tub, which is like relaxing, warm water. It basically takes the intensity off the contractions, which is awesome. But for me, it also kind of slowed things down. So I was in there for a while trying to do my thing. I was like, yeah, I'm going to have this amazing water birth. And it's going to be so out. serene. Yeah, he's going to come swimming out. <laughs> <laughs> a little merman. Swim to you mommy. Know? <laughs> um, but it was slowing down in there. And they were like, oh we kind of expect more things to be happening by now. So they kind of start putting on pressure, you know, what can we do to make things happen, keep it going? And, of course, they're concerned, you know, for the safety of the baby, which they're checking the baby's heart rate periodically with their little Doppler thing, and everything was fine, which was good for me because with our first two, I think they both started to kind of have decelerations in their heart rate um, during contractions, which is it's kind of normal. But it's also something that concerns them. Um, like, it's supposed to recover quickly after the contractions. And I, I guess they didn't always recover the way that they want them to. So I was hoping nothing like that would happen this time. And it did not. Yeah, this guy was just, like, powering through it. He had no deal. They're like, yeah, he's uh, he's fine. And now he just took a big dump. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. As soon as he wakes up, it's out the other end. <laughs> and then he's ready to eat again. Yeah. I mean, you know, he lives the ideal life. Sleep, uh, take a dump. He's like, all right, ready ready for some breakfast. So soon after that, I'll I'll spare you guys the gory details uh, because I'm sure half of our listeners do not come here to hear about birth. But um, I things got real after that. And that's how you got here, people. Labor was not difficult for me. Like zero to ten, we were listening to music from eight to 10 (laughs) and I was like singing a little bit in the tub. (laughs) Like it was, Mm -hmm. I was fine. But, um, in order to get me all the way to 10, there was some finagling. I had to get out of the tub. Things got more intense. And then as it turns out for me with two and three pushing is the worst thing ever. Like if we could skip that part, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. For some women, that's the easy part. Like, the contractions are really difficult. By the time they get to push, they're like, I feel like I get to do something. And uh, I guess <laughs> we'll probably pause it, change his diaper real quick. <laughs> you won't know. We'll just, we'll just uh, like, you listen to you and be like, oh, they just continued. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you look at that. Seamless. Seamless. That was four <laughs> days. Four days. <laughs> So, pushing? Yeah, you said pushing super hard for you. It took you out of the water bath. Yeah. Uh, Sparing us the gory details. So maybe for some women, right, that if I labor like a champ, I do not push like a champ. Um, I got the job done, but I hated every minute of it. <laughs> and Hated uh, every minute of it. I know. I thought about that too. Yeah, um, yeah, that that part was was just awful, and I don't know if it's like that's one of those things I'm still processing. Um, and this leads me to, I think, a point that I have that every birth comes with its unique trauma. Um, <laughs> hopefully, 
not everybody's does, but I think I've just kind of accepted. You don't know going into it what the outcome's going to be, and you don't know what's going to be upsetting or affecting about it. Um, so it's best to just like not have too many expectations and just kind of roll with it and you know cope as you go. Yeah, so I, I did mention, right, like, in my experience, right, as the dude kind of sitting there, like, you go, like, one, there's there's a lot of industry around birthing. Uh, it kind of reminds me of, like, the wedding industry. Just You kind of get caught up, and you're just like, what is happening? What are we doing again? You know, like that. It's like, like one, you get a lot of, like, women are magical, and they could do anything. Uh, we yeah. are. Some of that is just, some of that is just, like, encouraging them. So, like, you can get through this. It's a big deal, right? And again, a good number of women, right? A good percentage of women give birth at least once. And so there's, you know, like I said, there's a lot of things. There's even like cultural things about it. Like, uh, like you have to give birth or you need to be this way or it needs to be like, and there's a lot of pressure on women just generally. So you can just feel that. Like it's one time, uh, I think as a, as a dude, uh, that I've, you're kind of like in it with them. You know what I mean? Like usually you don't really see all the st- ways in that that women are encouraged to do this or that or whatever, right? Like you're not really advertised to in the same way. But when you're kind of sitting there and then they're like talking at you, right? They're like, "It's gonna be wonderful. You just want it to be like this." And it's gonna. I'm like, I'm I'm you know, it, it makes me uncomfortable because a lot of times I'm just like, that sounds dumb. I also you know, I think maybe I said a couple things like that. Where I'm like, what are you what are you even talking about? Um, and you know, like I said, there's a lot of parts where like super crunchy super granola that aren't really for me but i also think that there's a way that like like say hospitals maybe kind of lean this way where they just talk to you like you don't know what the hell you're talking about or you have no idea or you there's no way that you can handle this yourself uh and like basically the doctor's giving birth through you right it's like whatever i'm just like knock you out shoot the baby out my way because i have to get on the plane and i think at least for me the goal was to kind of find a nice happy medium in there right like i think for you like a pleasant enough experience for you mm-hmm. right that i think that's that was also some of your goal like you didn't want all the things like that the cascade of interventions that like i said can seemingly put the woman like any kind of wants or or feelings or even anything just to the side they're like look let's get this baby out we'll just <laughs> slice you open baby out or whatever the case is right just you know uh with any without any thought toward it and there's like literature and research that suggests that the babies get a lot of benefits, like health benefits from going the natural way, like passing through the, the vagina. Birth canal. Yeah. yeah. They the, get squeezed, it squeezes the fluid out of them. It's like a natural process that helps get the fluid out of their lungs. They get exposed to vaginal bacteria ill uh (laughs) but it's useful to them like building up their immunity or their antibodies whatever the hell uh it's all like it happens for a reason yeah i mean it's a little bit i think i I read this one when you were making fun of me about this is like you can get artificial vitamins and you know what minerals and that kind of stuff but there's a lot of research that suggests that your body doesn't readily absorb them Right, it's kind of a little bit for it. It absorbs when it's good, and you know sometimes you need it, but like your body prefers to absorb it in its natural form, right? And we kind of mentioned this about like the uh, like artificial foods, right, and highly processed foods, that kind of thing. So it's a little bit like like it's like rice and beans is like a perfect protein. You get that together, your body's like this is great, thumbs up, and it absorbs it readily. 
But you can get that same protein in synthetic form, and it's fine, mostly fine. And I think that's the thing is that there's some people that are like, hey, if we can just do it this way, let's just do it. We'll schedule. It'll fit my life, that kind of thing. And I think there's a, there's a lot of value, too, just kind of letting it happen. I think it just, mm-hmm. like mentally, and I think that's this kind of maybe the thing. I think you're just kind of like um, going that whole process. I think, it, you know, every time um, we've had a kid, I think it's bonded us a little bit closer, right? And none of that's to say that's the best way or the perfect way or whatever. Like, if you can't have that, then whatever. Because, like, these three didn't go, like, none of them went according to plan. They were not perfect by any means. But I anyway, say so like, the baby is the baby healthy? Is it fine? You know, all that kind of good stuff. Yes, right. So I don't want to. And that's the, again, that's the other part. Is I think a lot of people feel like, hey, if your birth didn't go like this, you didn't check these boxes, then you didn't really you have birth. Failed. Mm-hmm. There was a little bit of that, like, yeah, well, you had a C-section, so you know, like, you know, you you had two births, and you're like. No, we yeah, had like I'm not as cool at the birth center for having had a C-section with my first, but then at the hospital, they're like, "What the hell were you doing at a birth yeah, center?" They're like, "What are yeah. you?" They're like, did, <laughs> "They're like, did you just choose to go in the back of a car and crank out a kid?" You're like, "No," and like I said, they there's they're like, did they even weigh the baby there? Like, do, yeah. do you guys <laughs> do you have the information we even need to have? Like, what yeah, do they do? Is it official? to this yeah. there's a register yeah. with the state? I mean, they, and, and, is this kid a citizen? It's, I don't it's even again, know. it's a like. Yeah, there's a lot of it, that's the thing. I think it's just like the hospital is like a tank, right? It's, it's just a, a big giant machine, a lot of bureaucracy, a lot of stuff, and so anything that doesn't fit it, they're just freaked out by it. So, um, I mean, do you want to talk about like when we went to? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, pushing sucked, <laughs> <laughs> but the baby came out, and we rejoiced. But um, like I said, every birth comes with its unique trauma. And as you may recall earlier in this conversation, I mentioned that delicious hospital jello. And you're like, wait, we're talking about a birth center. When did you end up at a hospital? So the baby was fine. But after you give birth, they check you for damages. And they want to know, you know, is everything okay? Do we need to help you out, stitch you up or anything? And so when they checked me... TMI, sure, but this is reality. The midwife said, looks like you have a fourth degree tear. And the scale ends at four (laughs) degrees. So (laughs) that was like about as bad as you could possibly tear. And I think there's even a, a continuum at the fourth degree of how severe it could be. And maybe it was at the better end of that, perhaps. But... But still, it was a really bad tear. So she's like, um, I, I don't want to fix this here. Um, you know, I know my limitations. It'd probably be better if you went to the hospital and had them do it because they'll hook you up, drug you up, and you'll be good to go. So, you know, the plan was to birth at the birth center and then go home shortly after. You know, you have to hit a couple of milestones there. You know, feed the baby. Let's make sure you go pee and fill out paperwork and then we'll send you home. But yeah. now, you know, change of plans. We have to go to the hospital. Oh, just a, just a quick note. So mm-hmm. there's because there's a lot of things because like uh, there's a lot of people that are like as soon as the baby comes out that and they take it off and the nurses are having it and you're just like man, did all that stuff. I don't even get to bonding. Hospitals are a lot better now, especially the ones around here about letting you do the kinds of things that like birth centers were. That was like the main selling point, like skin to skin contact with both father and mother and that kind of stuff. Like 
having somebody in there, like, you know, those things. Again, it's, it seems kind of weird. It's like people long knew for a long time, right? Um, and did, you know, like baby came out, you kind of hug it. You're like, oh, it's a baby. And I think in the in the very understandable rush uh, and and uh, desire to, you know, clean up a lot of, uh, you know, terrible childbirth experiences because people are dying, right? Babies are dying, mothers are dying, that kind of stuff. Um, they, you kind of forgot some of the good stuff that humans used to do, right? I say people are stupid. We're dumb, right? It was like less than a hundred years ago that doctors working on cadavers would walk up, not wash their hands, help a baby get delivered, right? Infect the mom, everybody dies. And they're like, what happened? Um, uh, so, you know, nobody knows everything around here. Um, and so hospitals are a lot better about doing those kinds of things, um, and, at the birth center, they are not as special. Depends on the ones you pick, but they're not. Uh, they're not all crunchy ladies in a in a barn anywhere, you know. Mm-hmm. Like some of them are like with nurses, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they they do all the stuff, all the stuff required by the state. Give them the shots. Yep. Weigh the kid. Make sure he can. I don't know. Be a baby. I don't know. What they <laughs> do. Yeah. Yep. Qualifies. Yeah. Yep. Now go ahead. So um, we had to wait for them to call the hospital because, you know, still COVID time. So we're like, what even, how does it work right now, right? Like, we've got a baby and my husband here. Do Can we all go? How does that, you know, what do we have to do? And so sh- they, the they call come? ahead. Yeah. Who can come? Who can't? Um, they call ahead and they're the midwives' main concern and what they wanted to make sure of is that the baby didn't have to be admitted. They're like, you know, again, that line between the hospital and the birth center. Um, if you, you know, if the baby has to get admitted, they're going to start checking the baby. And then, you know, who knows what, what can happen. If um, For those of you who don't know the story with our second child, you know, we birthed with midwives at a hospital. But um, our baby ended up in the NICU afterward. And it was it was very much that situation where the more they check, the more they find you know, to say is wrong or like, you know, that glucose is a little lower than we'd like it to be because I can't breastfeed, you know, because I'm coming to the NICU once an hour trying amongst the cords yeah. and wires let, to let do this. I'll try to keep it like under two minutes here because I think there's a lot of context involved here. So second baby came out great, but they're like, it, the baby's lungs, it's a little bit fluid. We just want to take her to the NICU for like observation, give her a little oxygen, she'll be fine, right? But much like the cascade of interventions, like once you start getting anything, again, hospital is a gigantic bureaucracy, right? Um, it's it's kind of it's out of your hands, right? Like then milestones need to be reached, and um, so like she was fine, she her lungs were clear, all that good stuff, very quickly, which we expected to happen. Um, and so then they're like, yeah, but then and again, the nature of this, uh, they're like, there's. Baby has a h- elevated level of bilirubin, which is natural, right? Because your b- baby's switching to filter its own blood and its own fluids, right? Uh, using its own liver, so it's kind of starting, right? Also, you probably just need, it probably just needs to eat, um, you know, breast milk. All that stuff helps it. Like basically, the process of living in the first three days helps clear all this stuff out, right? But you're concerned about jaundice. Like, is this baby, you know, getting enough sunlight? Is it getting enough drink? You know, is it all good? Uh, kind of, you want to be concerned about it. So that they were like the NICU. Well, the baby's jaundiced, um, so we're gonna keep her for our observation. And we were like, okay, that makes sense. Uh, but everything we know about it, 
how about like it like you said we were on the third floor we had to go down a floor every hour right again could we maybe have the baby in our room and do the same thing? They're like, yeah, but we just want to keep the NICU. We can't let release her from the NICU. It, it's that same thing. Like, you need a key to a room, but the the key is locked in a room. You know? Right. Then right. you're just like, well, I can't. I need the thing to get the thing. And so then it just became a never-ending cycle. They're like, well, yeah. And now the Billy room, let's shine the little thing on it. And again, I was frustrated by that. Like, you're using this contraption that gives them UV light. The baby is literally next to a window. Could we just open that window, right? There's the gigantic ball of gas that's burning, you know, mm. uh, that provides a lot of UV light. You know, I don't know if you know that. Could we just use that one instead of using this? Not only like, does it seem stupid, but you also you're going to charge me for that? We can just Right. Maybe the baby could sit in my room with me, drink, where I could just hand the baby over to the mom. You know, like it just seems easier that way. It's like common sense. But then, again, hospital regulations. And then you definitely don't want to sound like you're a crazy person there, even though you start to feel like a crazy person, right? You're like, I just want my baby. Can we just go home? They're like, mm, maybe these people don't care about their baby and they don't understand what, and you're just like, you can feel them looking at you like a crazy and you're like tired because you don't sleep because you're going downstairs to do this. You know what I mean? It's just, there's a lot of pressure on there. You're like, man, this sure does feel like gaslighting right here. You know what I mean? And... So that's not a good experience. Come to find out that particular hospital has a history or is kind of notorious. Or like it was like in the paper like that. Uh, a higher than normal or higher than national average, state average uh, admittance to the NICU for these people. And you, I felt like, man, these people are going to conveniently let us go when our insurance says, all right, that's enough of that. And that's basically what happened. They were like, yeah, we're just going to keep it to Sunday. Just, and I'm going to watch her. I'm like, I don't want you to watch her. I want mom to watch her the baby's gonna have a good time you know drink mom's gonna be rested um you know all the all that stuff we'll sit in the sunlight we got no place to go there's a nice sunny root window here in the room you know it just seems like great so fortunately we were able to do a lot of that stuff with this guy um because they did they you know cut to uh, me and the baby were visitors <laughs> for Gina. So. Thanks for coming to see me, guys. But it did freak him out because the, the, the nurse was like, where'd that baby come from? You know, like, Is that our baby? <laughs> I was like, no, this is my baby. <laughs> like, that baby can't be I it. just birthed him. I just birthed him. <laughs> yeah. Adam, so we I, were, Adam, me. I just birthed him and brought him here. They were like, seat. we could admit him and then we'd, we'd take care of him. I was like, eh, that's all right. I got it. But they were cool. I mean, they even didn't have to do that. They kind of gave us some diapers and just like some stuff. Again, you see a baby, it's hard not to help a baby out, you know, <laughs> especially a cute baby. Help Our baby's baby the out. cutest baby. Yeah, and I guess we kind of glossed over that, but it's a boy. Yeah. We didn't know until that day. We Again, third time that we've done the reveal. Gina actually got to do the reveal. I know. Yeah. I was protecting the business. They, like, so they, nobody's they got peeking the baby. at this. I don't know what it is. They placed the baby on her, on her chest, and uh, then they get they were wiping it off, right? Wiping, uh, well... With the blanket or whatever, I don't know what yeah. that was. They they kind of clean the baby off, but then they're also trying to stimulate it and make like, sure it starts crying. Baby. Like and smack and him on the butt. And yeah, all that good stuff. smack him around a little bit. And, and so once once he's like, wow, what the fuck? Yeah, it's I was cold. like, let's and wait till this part's over and that baby's good. I don't really care about what it is right now. They just want to know that it's healthy. Yeah, yeah, all that good stuff. Yeah. So yeah, you got it. What did you you know? Yeah, so then I looked and I was like, what was your? I'm hey. saying, what was your strategy? You just kind of like lift the leg. Just that little. Yeah, just it? you know. <laughs> just lift a little leg up and see what's in there. They're like, oh, there's another there leg. There's more than I expected <laughs> to see. <Yeah. laughs> 
No, there it is. There you go. It's crazy. So, yeah. It's a point. So, uh, so we had the names ready. So we did name them. Right then, you know, they were like, we told, revealed the name was basically it. Mm-hmm. Reached into my pocket, or it's a bag, really, and pulled out his beanie, put it on him, snapped a picture. I said, it's a great moment. No forest fires were caused, right, by this gender reveal. Yes. Or, you know, sex didn't reveal. shoot right? anybody's face off or yeah. blow anything up. Yeah. So there you go, guy. <laughs> Good times. Um, so, yeah, we end up at the hospital. We're all together, which is great. We had, you know, care arranged for our other kids, so we weren't concerned about them. So at this point, I was really just concerned about my business. And, you know, I was like, you know, what does this entail? Um, I had to go in for surgery. It only took like 30 minutes. But I was awake for it. I had to get a spinal, um, you know, to numb me from the waist down or whatever. Epidural. Yeah. Which kind of sucks as, you know, part of the thing is like, Yay, no epidural. Yay, now you need an epidural. Um, okay. Well, listen, because you, you get anesthesia, right? The baby feels it, right? The baby's kind of groggy. The grass is yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So this is better, right? Because the baby's already out. It's just affecting me. Was the anesthesiologist uh, a birth center skeptic? He was. He was, you know, <laughs> if you never had surgery, I guess the anesthesiologist, at least in my two surgical experiences, Hangs out by your head or somewhere around you. Just well, like kind of have to make sure you keep an eye yeah. on things. Yeah, it's just the they're levels. responsible for not killing you or whatever. So he's like the sound guy at a music show. You just, he's you around, riding the faders a little bit. You know? Yeah, and I was <laughs> trying to distract. He wasn't trying to talk to me, but yeah, I was awake and I'm just like looking around the room at lights and like trying to count stuff. I imagine you're doing that the way our kid does stuff. Yeah, not think about what's going on down below. Like this is gonna get a chainsaw. <laughs> like two gentlemen at work down there. I'm like, this is really <laughs> awkward. <laughs> and, and they're talking to each other like, yeah. you know, we do this all the time. They're talking about fast food and how it gave them the runs one time and I was like, dude, I can hear you right now. This is not appropriate conversation. Um You ever had that Taco Bell? Yeah, so I'm like trying Fourth to make meal, right? small talk with the anesthesiologist. Yeah. I'm like, you've been here long? And they would have let me in, right? That's what they were saying. But they're like, oh, have, but you have the baby. Yeah. Again, they were like, really accusatorily. Right? I, mean, <laughs> I couldn't have I couldn't have acted anyway. Because during that time, I was hanging out with, uh, with this guy. I was so exhausted. He I put him in like a little crib they kind of had there. A uh, little baby warmer they got. And I sat in an uncomfortable chair against the wall. But I was super cozy and I fell asleep. I was so cozy and I was so off into sleep that apparently I had my feet up on a bed because it was kind of tired. They took that whole bed off and I didn't know. I wasn't awake. <laughs> uh, uh, so, like, I was just, you know, I kind of, and they were like talking to me later, like, all right, we, we decided, we figured out the policy. Uh, the baby is a visitor, so you're responsible for him. You can't, I was like, kind of nodded. Oh, I, I, I literally could have agreed to anything. Like, we're going to chop your face off. Is that okay? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's, let's chop it off. Because uh, I was tired. I was so exhausted. So yeah. I wouldn't have been any good it in was, your... It was tiring because, right, if you remember, I woke at 8.30 on Saturday. Yeah. So we were both awake by that time. Yeah. And the baby was born at 6.23 a.m. on Sunday, on Mother's yeah. Day. So yeah. we did not sleep yeah. through that entire time. We left the birth center two hours after he was born. So about 8.30 yeah. that day. And then I didn't go back to surgery until after 1230. Yeah. So we were waiting at the hospital, like in a room all that time, just waiting to to be seen, to go back and be taken care of. 
without what, sleep. That was about good. Like I said, it was a good 27 hours. Yeah. Though. And I didn't, I didn't really eat dinner. I didn't think I was that hungry that time. Yeah, so I, think I, didn't really I ate have, more than you. <laughs> I didn't have a whole... I was... Tostitos, basically. All I, had. <laughs> I didn't really have anything to eat until I had that... Uh, Hospital food. Yeah, the hospital food. I think it was the dinner or whatever it was. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, man, this is the best food ever. <laughs> I, <was> out. <laughs> I felt like uh, you know, this this new guy here was like, oh, I woke up, eat a little something, and then crash out. I think I had a Pop Tart and I ate it and I immediately crashed down and fell asleep. Like and I, I will say that the hospital little pull out bed they got in a little recovery room where it was called mother baby room. Mm-hmm. That's a great little contraption because it turns it's from <laughs> a seat and it turns into a full out bed. It's just a single one and you can't even tell. It's all you and need it to be. Both it's times I slept on that thing, I was the most cozy that I've ever been. You know, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to buy one of these <laughs> and just not feel yeah. comfortable. At I'm home. sure it wouldn't, <laughs> but you know, I feel like you know. I'd like to Wait, have one. I'm sure, I'm sure they have it's one, this. like for sale, like when they're trying to get rid of yeah, the room. Ew. I don't care. I'll take Gross. it. Gross. Right? <laughs> I'll take it, man. <laughs> Old hospital chair bed. I'll no, take it. You. So yeah, they that took thirty minutes. They did their deal. I was uh, basically after that just worried about my own recovery. Like, thankful the baby's fine. We only had to stay there overnight, and. So that part was great, but I'm like, what does yeah. this mean for me? It's very uh, the the doctor gave off a vibe like it was super routine. Like he was like, yeah, we're just well, you know, it's not a big no deal, big just deal. Kind of whatever. I mean, you know, like it's like no big deal, but make sure you take your stool softeners. <laughs> you you would hate to, you know, yeah, basically, yeah. you don't you don't want to bust that up because <laughs> fixing it again, it'll never be the same. <laughs> I was like, oh my god! Yeah. But I mean, then again, like, like I said, you could literally apply that vibe. It's that same kind of way where they're like, you know, they're like, they got to say it because there's some people out there that would just not heed the advice to do it. So they got to just say the worst case. Well, they they put the fear in me (laughs) for sure. I was like, (laughs) I'm so scared. And that's, that's a big scary thing. Anyway, going home after giving birth, no matter how you do it, no matter how it turns out, going to the restroom the first time after is not fun for anyone. Yeah. And that's one of those things like nobody talks about because you just kind of, you live your own, private misery and then you get over it and you forget about it and you never tell anybody yes yeah, that, that's exactly it like everybody i think that's a misconception it's not like you either get birth is horrible like you hear some old ladies like it's so awful it sucks or then you hear the like it's just wonderful or like you know and then you just you don't really hear the real thing and i think again i don't like treating anybody like they're magical creatures like you're a person like this stuff happens how do you what happens? You need, you know, what is, what's the, what's going on there? So, yeah, yeah it's good. Shit gets real. Yeah. Um, but I survived. I'm still here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I feel better every day. So I've been just, I was like dreading the recovery timeline. And after you, um, give birth anyway, your hormones do crazy things. I think they go from like being super high to like the lowest they'll ever be right after giving birth. So you're just on this emotional roller coaster anyway, and yeah. having to think about you know recovery or if you're worried about your baby, whatever's going on, everything's heightened. And 
you're extremely sensitive to, to all of it. Um, so women need support during that time. But it, yeah, that, it just... Yeah, that whole thing, like, I think there's a lot of things, like, I'm just going to be the dude and be super stoic and just be, like, the rock. I mean, it is, like I said, you got to prepare yourself, too, if you're going to be in there. Like, I think every dude... I, I don't know that I heard this from enough people, right? Like, for, like, where I'm like, man, they're not really giving these dudes advice. They're like, well, she's going to be pregnant and it's going to be her deal. I just kind of how I approach them, like, well, of course I'd be whatever there. Of course, I'd kind of support her there. Um, and then you kind of get, you know, there's some literature about it, like what the role of the dude is or what you should kind of do or what is useful. And a lot of it is just you got to be flexible, right? Like you have to be ready, like in the moment, like during the birth. You know, we talked about it, like it doesn't necessarily always go to corner plan. Maybe, like you said, you want to have a water birth, so you got to be ready there, right, to kind of do that. But maybe it's this way. Maybe it's on your back. Maybe you're kind of, you know, there's, there's a con tons of stuff like that. And, um, you know, I think you just got to be ready to, to support any of those things. And then you also got to be emotionally ready for that kind of thing. So, like, I, you know, like I said, for me, I'm, I'm a lot better at this now in the third one uh, than I was on the first one. Although I didn't, th I don't know, did I do a terrible job on the first two? You know, I don't, I don't think so. No, yeah. I don't think so. But it just, it just that. Um, but I think we're both. Yeah, just. just you can't help it, but you be a little yeah. bit better, a little bit more prepared. Yeah. But still, not know exactly what to expect. It was a little bit of like the movie trilogies, right? Because we ended up at the same hospital as we did the first one, right? The C-section yep. one. It all comes back in part three. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and so, like, you know, there I was, I was changing this guy's diaper, and I was just thinking about how comfortable I am changing diapers now. I was just like, Psh. and when I first did it, I was like, oh, okay, just kind of this careful and, yeah. they feel very fragile um mm -hmm. and i i remember it was like the midwife i think when my first kid had like her first that needed first diaper she's like oh it's just wet some parents don't even change that first that wet diaper and i was like i'm not gonna just not change it but i did think for a second when he had a wet i was like oh you just wet it i'm like oh, i don't feel like changing this diaper <laughs> i was like no That's i gotta not change happens. it yeah <laughs> but yeah you, know, you can't help it right like if you've never held a baby before like your own baby you don't know how to do it. You're just like, I don't want to drop it, all that whole stuff, right? You're just like, I feel like I'm just going to throw it. I don't know. I just got to, you know, you kind of be careful. But if you've held your baby for all the reasons you got to hold your kid, like, ah, I got to pick up this kid, take this phone call, open the door, let the dog out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you become used to it. And then I said, for me, you just, I see how more comfortable it was. Everything was easier this time, fortunately. And it, it, it could be just this kid. But just like the latching process was easier. Yeah. All those things were just like we hit those milestones and they were. Breastfeeding's yeah. been easier. All that yeah. stuff. And even the recovery, even though yeah. I, I totally expected the worst and cried many times last week. <laughs> um, I felt a little bit better every day. And I feel like yeah. this recovery has been yeah. the easiest of the three so far. I mean, yeah, it's an emotional thing. Whatever you, whatever, however easy it is, it's still an emotional thing. Like, if you've had to stay up all night and and then you know to write a paper, that's kind of an emotional thing because you're stretching yourself to a limit, right? You you normally don't sit up and stay up, you know, and write five up, you know, write for five hours or concentrate that way. So it's a little bit of self a sense of accomplishment. A little bit of like self-reflection, like how can I not do that again? Do I want to do that again? Like <laughs> maybe you know, you know, whatever the case may be. So there's a lot of that, 
on both sides. Like my part, I'm like, I don't know, maybe I could have helped you this way. Maybe I could encourage you to do that. Maybe I could have done this. Maybe I could have recognized this sign or that sign or I don't know what, right? Um, and I think whatever process you have for your own life for doing that kind of thing, right? Like maybe I maybe I should have been a dentist and not a uh, you know, a professional oboe player. I don't know. whatever the case may be, right? Whatever your process you is should have done that. For <laughs> yeah. for like, you know, doing that thing. You gotta trust your own process and Nobody go. Nobody wants it. to hear the oboe anymore. Yeah. I thought it was big. <laughs> I thought it was making a comeback. Um yeah, I mean uh, you know, like, like you said, like, yeah, it, it's emotional. Like, like, it didn't, did it work out, right? I mean, said in those moments, like, like, I was mentioning about the previous kid, when, like, the doctor's looking at you, and they're like, Shh. Do you, you start to think, like, I don't know, maybe I did make a bunch of wrong choices. Maybe I should have done it this way. Maybe we should have just sliced it right out, you know? Um, who knows? Like, you, you really start to feel that. And I think it's only when you, like, you have to really understand why you're making the choices you're making. Make sure that you've done the research. Make sure you believe it, but also willing to change your mind. You know, like I said, no. And then even after all that, there's no way you can be prepared adequately for every possible outcome. And right. that, that sucks, but it's also true, right? Yeah. It just, you don't, you don't know. And if it changes, it doesn't really mean anything yeah. about you. Yeah. I mean, unless you right. straight up did something stupid, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> more than likely, it's you know out so of your control. All right, so end. maybe not too much heroin this time, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bad idea. So I mean, yeah, that, that's the thing. It's like it's I, I say the third time. It's like it is a it it's it's a cool experience. Um, you know, you see your kid for the first time, you're like there it is. Maybe you saw the ultrasounds, that kind of stuff, right? But and I said, you see them, you're just like, oh. They're real? I think I sat around from like the first guy I was telling somebody, I was like, you know, you kind of fall in love, like you gradually kind of, you know, you're like, I, th I think I love this person. Or, you know, just like your wife or your husband or whoever, right? Um, but then like you kid and you're just like, oh, like it just. Instant. Yeah, I love you, you know. You burden. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and all that's natural. That's what I'm saying. It's like you kind of steer into the natural. I think I, I like to do that, right? That all those hormones, all those emotions, you want to embrace them because it helps you get through this stuff, right? If you have all this love for this for this kid, then you're not going to mind changing its stupid diaper. You're not going to mind making it comfortable when it's, you know, you're It you're makes tired. it all easier. Yeah. Um, it's probably also worth mentioning his birth weight, which was eight pounds, three <laughs> ounces. And our first two were six pounds, 13 and then six pounds 15 ounces yeah. so he was a whole pound larger that's normal than the right for like it's normal the for them one. to be bigger each time um a lot of room in there i guess it's normal sometimes for boys to be bigger than girls yeah and uh it's more likely to have a severe tear when you have a baby over eight pounds hey. so you know what you gonna Should do need some all that you He's said you had now. a hunger you had cravings for a little bit i did yeah i didn't really feel like i had cravings with our first two kids like for yeah. anything in particular but with this pregnancy it was like meat and salty stuff <laughs> mm. 
Damn. And I was like, I thought in the back of my head, like that that probably means this is a boy, but I, I, I don't like to ha- believe in things like that. All I'm the ladies like, in this house were born on even numbered years. Oh, so I was stupid. born on an odd that numbered has year. To do with and I'm like, well, this guy's it's an odd number of years. This guy's gonna be a dude. Doesn't mean and like, anything. And I was 100 percent right, and that's foolproof. Nobody can convince me otherwise. Not science. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So that's pretty much the story. Now we're that's just it. got this newborn baby guy here. It's pretty awesome. He had his first bath today and he screamed his head off. Yep. We've it's never like, had yes. a blissful newborn bath. There's a lot of stuff like that, man. That's for Instagram. Man. That's not what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I like to get videos of them crying. <laughs> And videos of them making ugly faces. Yeah, because you see a lot of that. Like, oh, they're so sweet. Right. Look at them. And you see the ugly ones, right? Where they're like, ah, Look ah. when his eye gets That's all big. One. one, because <laughs> your kids cry all the time, right? Today, my kid cried because she dropped a lollipop. And I was looking at her, I was like, she looks the same. She looks the same as when she just wanted some more milk or whatever, yeah? <laughs> she didn't know I was thinking that, but I was thinking that. She's like, what's wrong? Your lollipop fell? Well, sometimes you got to, you know, I was giving that speech, but, you know, I can give that speech in my sleep, and I was looking at her like, she looks hmm. the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's the cool part. I mean, you know, got this other guy. What's up, buddy? Are you pooping and you brewing another one? Brew it up. So if Brew this it up. pack of three is, is kind to us, then I'll be on the show. Um, continuing, but <laughs> I, like I said, going into it, I had no idea what to expect. But yeah. Uh, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, that, it is definitely easier, like at least for us, because we've already ha- we have a house with kids in it. We kind of know what's to come. Also, the kids are a little older now. Like right now, they could just watch a show. You know yeah, I mean? be babysat by that great. TV. I mean, you know, it works. <laughs> if we didn't have the TV. Up there. It know. makes it like a treat for them, you know? Yeah. You do a show once a week. You make that the special night. Yeah, because usually it's yeah. like you bedtime. You get to watch a like, show. Right. <gasps> <gasps> we get to watch a show. And they whisper to each other. It's, it, it reminds me of being a kid. Like, we get to watch a show. What show are we going to watch? Yeah. You're like negotiating. <laughs> like, all that stuff yeah. is good for them. They're like, well, you watched this last time. What if I watch this and I'll let you play with my toy? You know I mean, all those skills you get, you know? <laughs> you create scarcity, and then they start working out the economics <laughs> of the house. <laughs> it's all, yeah, this brilliant master plan you got going on. I mean, it does work. Yeah. Uh, they do sound like a little couple of weirdos, though, when they say, like, all right, what are the rules? Mom, tell me the rules. Uh, <laughs> we know like this clean, comes with clean rules. Up day. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> like, when they're getting ready to go to grandma's house or whatever, like, hey, remember the rules, kids. What are the rules? We're like, no yelling at grandma. Make sure we listen. You know, like that kind of stuff. But, I mean, that's also the way my own brain works. So, you know, it's just kind of what happens. And they're going to be older and you're like, okay, what are the rules? The rules are. It's funny how they do that. I'm just some guy yeah. giving them stupid instructions. Yeah, they don't know. No, they don't know. Guy is nobody. Yeah. Yeah. That's what makes it funny. You don't. <laughs> I'm just making some of this stuff up right now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, to rule it, I, I, was, I gave them. Kid was not eating some of her food. I was going to give her some ketchup on it. I was like, okay, here's the thing. I'm going to give you a secret ingredient, but you can only use this once a week. And she's like, why can you only use it once a week? I was like, that's just the way it works that's in this oh house. Gosh, <laughs> yeah. You're setting yourself up, man. Well, I mean, not gonna trust I was like, word you say no, it is. I was like, that's that. the way it works in this house. Because <laughs> uh, I just okay. made it up. 
Uh, and all that means it, all, they still fall for silly tricks. Like, I'm making them oatmeal in the morning. I was like, all right, I got a special treat. Who's ready for a special treat? And they're like, raise your hand if you're ready for a special treat. And it's real cute. And they raise your hand. Right? <laughs> I was like, okay. And I just had, like, there were sprinkles in the back of the pantry. So I just gave them, like, like a shake of the sprinkles. Literally three sprinkles fell out. But they were super excited about it. And they yeah. felt like it was sprinkles their secret treat. They're like, oh, you know. And said, you know, whatever. And I said, it's the small things you can kind of win like that. They don't know any better, so you take full advantage of it. <laughs> oh, you got some sprinkles? Like, yo, we got some sprinkles. But that's... Adam's padding his stats. It's negligible, stats. you know? <laughs> they don't really get any sprinkles, but they feel like they had sprinkles. Everybody wins. Yeah. It's a lot of hair, man. Yeah, this one has a lot of hair. The other ones are bald. We made bald... Yeah, we thought we made bald babies. Us. Apparently just made bald ladies. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> So what happened with you, Dell? <laughs> well, <laughs> Wait, did did you get all that coffee roaster stuff set up? Is it all plugged it's, in? I'm still waiting on. Uh, okay. I've got. I had to special order, um, exhaust piping. And oh, I knew it. I knew. I knew I'm, whatever I'm still, stuff that you did was not going to be sufficient there. Still, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? You said you hooked up the exhaust or whatever. And it was no, like no, no. I hooked foil. all the. I, no, I hooked everything <laughs> up that they've sent to me. Yeah. I had to hire somebody to make the because it's a special, particular leak-proof sort of thing that you can't just go buy at the store. Yeah. So I had to. There's only like three people in the country that three companies in the country that make it. So uh, I have to special order that crap. I'm waiting, waiting on that to come in. Um. I, I guess. I mean, you know. You know, I uh, hear that in Laurel, there's another place that has a coffee roaster. Why? Why? Yeah. Why don't people just go there? Why are they waiting on I, you? <laughs> Uh, because they like me because they know my stuff's going to be good. No. Uh, yeah. So I decided a year and a half ago, I was going to open a coffee roaster in the interim. This other coffee shop opened, imported a dude from South Carolina who like brought his own makeshift coffee roaster with him and set it up and opened a roastery. Like right, right, like right under my nose, you know, all this happened. What do you mean? How could it be under your nose if like it's, yeah, you're in the business. You know what I mean? You know, you're in. Well, the I knew I knew he was doing it, but yeah. I didn't know that they were gonna like this this restaurant, quote unquote restaurant. <laughs> it is a restaurant as well. <laughs> was supposed to just be a restaurant, yeah, and then all of a sudden they decided they were gonna be this like coffee shop and do all this other stuff, man. Like it's, I'm not saying it's intentional, but it's intentional. I mean, so, look, look, when you're, I'm not worried about it. You you got a coffee shop slash whatever, slash yours is a lot of slashes, right? There's like we do karaoke here, right? Also, I'm on TV. A lot of coffee shops do. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just saying, it's a coffee like, shop. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm just saying, you do a lot of stuff there, right? And that's fine. But some people are like, I can do this better, right? And they're gonna go out there and compete. So I think. yeah, what whatever you think about this nation, there is we encourage that here little competition, right? And, I mean, yeah, there's going to be some underhanded tactics, right? You know, whatever. Uh, but for the most part, you can say, well, you're going to compete on the quality, right? Like, I'm going yeah. to roast mine with good fire, and you're roasting yours with crappy. I don't know the difference right. between coffee roast, whatever, just roasting coffee. Well, he did, he did come by, uh, and... He sent me a message geeking out about the fact that I bought the roaster that is, is like lifelong dream to buy one day and stuff. So, you know, like 
Yeah. I think a big part of it is they thought they were going to, they thought they were this, what they were doing was filling a niche that didn't I, exist in Laurel, but it did already exist in Laurel. They just didn't do their due diligence, they, you know, and, and research. Well, that's and, what that that's you know, you and so they're, they're in a fight that they didn't realize that they were going to be fighting, I think, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. That, that is the nature of business, right? Like that's, yeah. that's one of the things that you're risking. You're like, I'm going in here, like, what, you know, I, I was talking about the barriers to entry, right? Like, at Coffee Roaster, you said it's super expensive, super hard to set up, that it's a very high barrier to entry. Um, so, I mean, you probably could serve two different populations, you know, two different right. markets, demographics, with that kind of thing. Um, or one of you guys is going to have to win. And, right. you know, like, that's kind of the the nature of it, and it's... That's the cool part for everybody, right? Everybody gets like, well, I have two to choose from. I don't like the local one here that won whatever little battle that was going on in Coffee Roaster. So it it sucks for me because I don't like their, I don't like the way the coffee tastes. And they're like, hey, we proudly serve. Like all the coffee shops are like, we proudly serve whatever. I think they actually they were all called local coffee. They all changed to that name. Um, mm. and not my favorite, so I'm not excited about it. It happens. Some is, sometimes the yeah. best thing to do is appeal to the lowest common denominator. You know, like. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, like it. it's why it kind of sucks that Marvel got bought out by Disney. I'm not super excited about that. You know. Yeah. yeah. Don't watch the movies. That's all I do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's up. Uh, but the movies are still good. <laughs> Feige does a good job, and Favreau is a killer writer. Nah, he's not. But, uh, you know, whatever. He's the lowest common denominator, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, somebody's got to think it's cool. There you go. He thinks he it's just cool. thinks it's a big nipple. Is that a nipple? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think that's about, that about wraps it up for, uh, wraps it up for us on this episode um maybe next week i'll tell you about how we so i mean we got three kids we're gonna try to buy a minivan and we're gonna do it via carvana so we're mid process uh, right now so i'll let you know how that works out this is, this new is, adventures this is adam's idea not mine just know that <laughs> <laughs> well i mean a lot of us been like, drooling over minivans would you want this minivan <laughs> well, so going back we bought this we got we got a, a an suv we're not big fans of it but we're like we need more space because like in our, we had a like a sedan, right? You know, Altima, which I like. I like it was that Altima. Great. It was great. Uh, it was a great, yeah. I mean, it, we got a great deal. We got fully loaded. It was great, great, everything about it. Uh, but we had two kids, and then like their associated stuff, right? So all their stuff was like in the trunk. And while there really was a, a lot of our associated stuff, because it was like playing sports, yeah, yeah, lugging a lot of that stuff, ball bags, and but all that. That's stuff what I mean. It's like the space. It, it was spacious, but it. It required swapping, right? Like you right. couldn't go to the grocery store and then go play soccer after, you know, or you know, or vice versa, like because you have all your stuff in there. So it required a lot of planning and just, you know, and so that was a little tedious. We're like, let's see if we can upgrade. Gina had previously wanted like a, a Pathfinder SUV kind of deal, um, but I was reading. I was like, you know, I think for us, like, I think I mentioned on the like a version of the show, basically, vans are superior to SUVs in lots of ways. And that except 
they look like vans. <laughs> well, that's yeah, that's the deal. Is everybody, uh, you know, there's like a, a jalop. I'll see if I can find a link to it. But there's an article about it. The guy's just kind of laying out. It, there's a lot of sexism in there. Like, it's not cool enough to have a, a van. Like, what are you afraid of? People have kids. They have kids. It's a good thing, right? Like, why would you pretend like you don't have kids? You know what I mean? Like, everybody kind of feels like that. Anyway, vans are superior machines. Uh, they have superior loading capacity. Um, you know, they're often more powerful. They drive better. They have more features. You know what I mean? Just like you can get, there's a lot to like about a van. So anyway, we're talking about getting they're one of They're way cheaper because nobody wants them. Uh, that's not true. Well, I guess it depends <laughs> on the van. The van we want is expensive, and yeah. that's a problem. Uh, we're like, well, it doesn't quite fit the budget right now. Let's wait. We got the two kids right now. We're not going to need a van van until they get older. Maybe they want their friends. We'll get that later. Uh, we'll just be fine with this in, in, intermediate step where we can lug around our groceries, also our sports playing gear. We'll be fine. And that was a truism until we had this stupid kid right now. Right now we got three kids, and so we're like, okay, we need a little bit more space. Like, well, more usable space than the SUV. It's like, cool, you can fold down a seat, but then you got a folded seat there. It doesn't lay flat. Uh, you know, this van configuration, you can lay that thing all the way flat. Yeah, I'm talking about a Chrysler Pacifica. Stow and go. That I mean, we used that stow and go on a road trip once, like to go watch the you know North Texas play uh, basketball or something like that. And man, that's super convenient. One, like I think my mom got in there. Grandmas can get in super easy. <laughs> the kids can walk in there. They don't got to climb. They don't got to climb no mountains. It's just a lot easier. <laughs> you know what I mean? To do stuff. Mm -hmm. It is. I'm just saying. Yeah, and they're like, Except look, if you want to load, like, say you want, you got a project, you're going to go like to Home Depot, van. get, like, lovely. <laughs> all that stuff can still go lay down. You can put all the two-by-fours in there. You know what I mean? Dude, I hear you, man. Yeah, I, I hear have, I, I, have gr I have grand plans to buy a Ford Transit in the next year or two. <laughs> it's going to be a car. It's going to be a crew hey. with one seat, row of seats, and then cargo in the back, man. Yeah. It's Creepy guy van. Yeah. Just yeah. white. Just white. Yeah, unmarked <laughs> vans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I rode in someone's minivan in like elementary school. Like we went on a road trip with like some yeah. fellow Girl Scout members, and it was amazing inside. Yeah. I was like, oh, I've never been in one of these before. But as an adult, I was like, I don't want to drive. A I mean, minivan. yeah, it doesn't look cool. Right? Nobody <laughs> wants to drive that. But like, yeah, you're like, yes, I'll take a Corvette. But Corvettes are inconvenient. They're not. You gotta load your groceries in a Corvette, right? Those are definitely just I want to go drive fast and whatever. Get a Corvette, right. you don't need groceries. Yeah, I it's guess. Not a functional. Yeah, vehicle. I guess. Sure. Yeah. You, sure. You eat envy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is like the equivalent of like a high heel. You're like, yeah, you can't really run in those. It's not something you're going to go do stuff in. You know what I mean? It's like a wingtip. Like, what are you going to do with that, right? You're, it, it's literally designed to be non functional to show how rich you are that you could have, right. you could have that. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said, practical humans, fancy. My uncle, he had like an Econo line, and I think that's the first time I played Dreamcast because he had it in there. He had to take up the in Dreamcast. the van. Yeah, I mean that was cool. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I thought our van was awesome because it had yeah the TV and we could bring our Nintendo and hook it up. You yeah. know, yeah. we were it's so cool. It's a kid's dream. Yes, it is. Dude. You can watch TV <laughs> in your car. Astro yeah. van or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They have like little curtains. Now, I mean, now mm -hmm. you got like iPads. Like a house in here. I yeah, that, that curtains is kind of, it seems kind of stupid. But, yeah, like I said, like. I, hey, you need shade. I don't like the, the DVD players in the back of the headrests. Especially now, it. like you have phones and iPads. You don't need. You don't need them. Built in, whatever. But whatever, you know. 
that's, that's not you got windows look outside kids <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a little bit when i'm trying to reach around and like find a place to put the groceries i'm like man this stupid wagon that's in here you know what i mean this bike that we've got <laughs> so you can ride your stupid bike with all its training wheels poking out you know that's the kind of you like it's need more functional space i'm excited about this van so i'll let you know how this carvana thing goes uh, let me know yeah Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. We are out. We're done. <laughs>